you know when you hear the banjos, you know what time it is. It's time for the Touchdown Hoedown, which is this show. If you don't know, I'm your host, Degenerate75, who is a high-limit DFS player who focuses exclusively on football and golf. And if you don't know, this is NFL football. But I do college football and I do some golf. If you like the cut of my jib, come check out the schedule. The big guy stays busy. I'd appreciate it. Hey, something real quick before I forget. Make sure to go leave a comment on this video. Just any damn comment. Something nice, preferably. But just leave a comment, engage, and I'm going to be doing a $100 drawing on this show next week, on my college football show next week, on the live golf stream next week. The more, If you go like and retweet, you get in there. If you leave a comment you get on there if you leave a comment on all four videos and there you'll get five names on the wheel just a free hundred bucks i'm just gonna paypal you a hundred bucks i'm gonna do four drawings sponsored by my man nuggets much appreciated so get in the comments and i'll just give you a hundred bucks or maybe we'll do like a big two hundred dollar single entry together whatever you want to do i don't care i'm just down for it let's get going man the first thing we always talk about on final thoughts is contest selection i will die on this hill this big twenty dollar tomorrow the millionaire maker uh don't play in it there you go. I mean, if you want to have some fun, go ahead. But like, if you're trying to make your bankroll last and be sustainable in the long run, you got to stop playing in these. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Really try something different this week. If you haven't been having a lot of luck this week, really narrow it down. Instead of playing your three or four stacks and playing 20, 40, 60 lineups, whatever you play, try just three lineups all week, right? And just play one stack and play three variations of it, right? Like if you love a, a Patrick Mahomes stack this week, all right, well, go play Mahomes and stack him with Kelsey and Juju. Then run another one with uh, just just him and Juju or whatever you want, right? Just run three variations of that stack and really condense your player pool. Now, when you do that, yes, you're not going to be able to get expo exposure to every player you want, right? You're going to have a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out. You're going to be like, oh, but I've got to play Damian Pierce this week. He might go off. Okay, well, then play him. But then basically know when you play him that you're giving up on playing guys like Saquon and Kamara and guys like that and really commit to your picks because in the in the long term if you condense your pool and play tight player pools when you do hit once maybe twice a season you'll really hit the nuts plus if you're playing in fewer lineups you can enter the more high limit uh contest the single entries instead of going and putting uh five lineups in the in the twenty dollar just go do the hundred dollar single entry this week right or go do a couple fifty dollar single entries and really condense your player pool down and get good lineups and now you don't have to hit the stone cold nuts like you do in the millionaire maker you just have to hit a really good lineup and you can win multiple thousands of dollars i'm telling you to try it it is a good play in the long run Okay, if you're okay with blowing through your hundred bucks every week and always depositing, well then don't even listen to this part. But for you people that are getting tired of it and it's like week ten and you've already blown through your yearly bankroll, I'm telling you, contest selection is where it's at and where you could save so much money. So that is my lesson for you today. Try three maxes, try some single entries, only play one stack. I'm telling you just to try it if you need something new to get you out of a rut. Hey, speaking of a contest, you wanna you wanna play in a contest? Go throw your best lineup in this bad boy. It's the DGen 75 contest. Winner just gets a free millionaire maker ticket on me that we will build together and I'll split the prizes with you. Pretty badass deal. Um no, not, no strings attached, no email, no anything. You just fucking go enter it, right? That's it. That's all you got to do, and you're in there with me. You can see, here's the contest last week. Hello, Dustin won. Me and him are doing a millionaire maker contest. Uh, line up tonight. We're going to build it together and enter it tomorrow, so hopefully me and him are half a millionaires tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, hey, while you're here, channel, growing fast. We're well on our way to 2,000. Go give me a like and a sub, brother. I'd appreciate it. All right, I think the first thing we got to talk about this week is weather because weather is, uh, you know, like it's if you can't tell, it, it, it up and became winter overnight, mother father, and uh, it got cold. And it, Buffalo is one in particular where there's going to be some snow. And you're probably thinking to yourself, ah, they're used to snow up there. They planned all the time. That's a good point. 
But if you don't know, there's a very good chance Josh Allen's not playing. And if I've got Case Keenum and I need a reason to get off of him, well, first of all, I think the Bills are going to play, you know, not, you know, running and gunning and slinging around like they do with Josh Allen because Case Keenum ain't Josh Allen, dude. Uh, And second of all, when I have to factor in weather, that really makes me colder on the bills you see what i did there um so that's something to consider right Uh, cold doesn't bother me but when i start to see cold and moisture oh i'm out i'm out like a fat kid in dodgeball right and it also makes games uh uh, in the dome a little bit more appealing some rams some raiders you know what i've heard the air conditioning keeps keeps it real nice in there so that's just something to look at most of the places don't have deal breaker weather no no real high winds anywhere um it is weird that the, they put the wind on here for uh, Las Vegas, even though it's in a dome. Whatever. All right, let's get to it. This is Run the Sims. This is where uh, I this is the, I think it's the best tool-assisted side out there. I use it. Uh, let's just look at who's going to be the mega chalk this week. I'm seeing Damian Pierce might get over 40% uh, at that. I'm just happy to fade him. I get that he's – I actually really like Damian Pierce. I think he's a really good running back. I have him all over my best ball lineups. Um, but at 40%, you know, I'm, I, I can find other guys to play. I can find other guys to play. It, it's not like he's, you know, $5,000 and he just makes the rest of your lineup a piece of cake. 6,300 is not exactly a free square. Uh, as you can see, his leverage, his optimal rate's only 18%. So, like, he's going to be like a really negative leverage play. You know, maybe be underweight on him for me. I'm just going to full fade him because I'm only, you know, I'm probably only going to do five lineups this week, one stack, just like I was telling you, put it in all the high dollar single entries, multiple variations of my one stack, and just hope that the stack hits and then I have that right variation and try to take down a GBP. That's my strategy this week. I've uh, been doing it the past two weeks, it's been working well. So, we're going to stick with it, brother. Uh, you can see other ones, uh, mainly, you know, this Detroit-Chicago game. Uh, there's going to be a lot of chalk in that. Travis Etienne is just mega chalk every game now. So that's just your overall chalkiest, guys. But let's go break this down uh, 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 per game, by game. There we go. The first one will start out with Buffalo and Minnesota. I think all the news here, this would be shootout city type game, right? Minnesota playing from behind. I would love a Kirk Cousins stack here uh, chasing the Bills. But if Josh Allen's going to be out, which it appears, you got to imagine the Bills are going to err on the side of caution here. If he's out, you're going to have Case Keenum at quarterback, who's actually a very serviceable NFL quarterback. But I just don't think the Bills are going to be up-tempo and aggressive and chunking the ball down the field like they do with Josh Allen. And because of that, that makes them a lot less appealing. If I'm going to go get in this game, I want to go grab some pieces that are going to be less owned that still have high upside. Like, go get me a Devin Singletary. Maybe they just run the ball a lot tomorrow, and maybe Devin Singletary finds the box once or twice and gets you a 100-yard bonus. Uh, And he always gets a few catches every game. I will say this. If you do want to run a Case Keenum stack, you're not scared uh, off by uh, the slower nature of the Bills and the weather, well, then I would say a Case Keenum stack, and then you run it with Devin Singletary and maybe Stephon Diggs, that is a that is a stack not many people are going to have, and it's actually relatively cheap seeing you have Diggs in it, right? That's a pretty cheap start to a stack. On the other side, the Vikings, man, the Vikings, they just don't ever make sense, do they? Uh, by the way, and that, if you do run that Bills one, please run it back with Justin Jefferson. He's, he just, he's, he's in that game, in that game stack. You would want Justin Jefferson running it back, keeping the the, the pace of the game up. Uh, I would say this: that I want Minnesota to be so good. I keep. Uh, every week I go look at them. I'm like, I should run a Viking stack. And every week I don't. And then I'm happy because they just don't get there. There's just something a little off with them. For a team that has so many great weapons on offense, they just don't seem to be getting there. The Bills play good defense, especially at home. Uh, I, I just don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it, but I could I could get why you would. Here's one of the two mega chalk games this week. It's so hilarious that the Bears have now become the fantasy darlings of DFS, where two weeks ago, if you played a Bear, you were like a fucking moron. And now it's like, if you don't play Justin Fields, you're a moron. Okay, well, Justin Fields 
Mahomes probably going to be the highest owned quarterback on this slate. Uh, I feel pretty confident in that. Him or Mahomes, right? But probably Justin Fields. And Justin Fields makes more sense. He gives you the running upside, and you're getting about, what, a $1,500 discount on him. And he's been great the last couple weeks, right? He really seems to be finding his stride, pun intended. Now, here is the problem with Justin Fields. A, his ownership is ridiculous. I, I mean, he, I think in single entries, he's going to push 25%. And once again, at 6,500, he's not the free square he used to be when he was $5,000. Second of all, he's not the easiest guy to stack, right? Outside of Mooney uh, or Komet, you know, and even those two, do you really love a stack with, with Justin Fields? And then do you want to just run him naked? Because then, you know, if you're cashing in on that stack and you run him naked, well, now you're not cashing on stack because he's only getting there by himself, right? So he becomes very, very hard to stack. You know, uh, even a Khalil Herbert is somebody that you could maybe stack him with or David Montgomery or something like that. But it's just so damn hard to stack. Uh, I wish this were college football. Then you can just run two quarterbacks. That's where it's at. So if you do, the nice thing is, is the Lions do have nice runbacks, right? Amon Ra finally looks healthy again. He is very, very, uh, very appetizing in this game as a runback or standalone or just a correlation play. But Jamal Williams being so high, I don't know, man. I'm seeing that Swift is back. He's playing. They're going to increase his role this week. At some point, they're just going to have Dan Campbell's going to realize his ass is going to get fired if he doesn't get his best player on the field. And DeAndre Swift is going to get a bigger load. So um, Jamal Jamal Williams shock, I'm glad to fade because I think DeAndre Swift's going to be back. Uh, if this is going to be the chalky game, I'll get my money in elsewhere because I see two other games that uh, I'm very fine getting it in. If uh, people want to go play these garbage teams uh all right cleveland miami a nice big total if, and if you don't know it seems like the millionaire maker about one out of every two weeks has a dolphin stack in it so you got to be aware of that and the good thing is if you do want to run a dolphin stack although it's getting very expensive with tyree gill and Jalen waddle and tua all being priced up uh and then you want if you want who do you want to run it back with i assume probably uh cooper but i think people uh donovan people's jones dpj would be a good option just to save you a little bit of money in that stack right or maybe you just go with one of the two receivers and go hit a jeff wilson i think jeff wilson is uh really interesting like a Tua Wilson uh Waddle and then you just hope you know they take kill out of the game and then you could run it back with whoever you want Cooper or Chubb uh and with this total being 49 points I don't think people are going to be in on this stack as much as they are the other ones because there's just not a lot of punt value this week and this stack is very expensive and because of that I think you might be able to get good leverage playing this stack but maybe maybe the tricky one here is you go play the Jacoby Brissett side of it because a Jacoby Brissett Amari Cooper uh, stack with maybe a Harrison Bryant or something like that. That's a very cheap stack. And now you can run it back with whatever dolphin you want to. That could be a sneaky way to get into that game with a way that not everybody's doing it. Uh, Houston and the Giants, uh, you can see there's some super chalky pieces. People want to play the running backs in this game, and I get it. They're both good running backs. They're both playing teams that aren't particularly good at stopping the run. But let me caution you with this. If you want to play Pierce or Barkley, that's cool. Do Go ahead and play him. But I will tell you, it is a very negative EV, expected value play, to play both of them versus each other. If one of them is doing well, that probably means they're controlling the game and controlling the clock, which means fewer plays. And if you have both of them doing well, well, that means the clock is really being uh, chewed up, and they're going to limit each other's upside by simply each doing well. Not great, but well, right? And so because of that, I would put a rule in your lineup making to not run Pierce and Barkley versus each other. It's not a good correlation to run two uh, running backs against each other in the same lineup unless one is like a third down pass catcher and the other one's like a traditional you know pound between the tackles type guy but both of these guys are three down backs and because of that I would rather uh, I, I, I would rather just not have them uh, uh, running against each other I think they're a negative correlation play uh, you know if this is a place anytime I can fade a 40% Damian Pierce I know it says 33 on here but my statistics are showing 40 uh, I'm, I, I can just do it I can do it I, I'm not going to lose sleep over Damian Pierce beating me if he does so be it there's 
there's other running backs I don't mind getting it in with. Uh, it, you know, I th- I think you just you could go Barkley and you'd be fine there. But they're not exactly in the same price range. But I think we'll see some other ones you'll like also. The other problem with this game is I don't really love a lot of the options. Maybe some, uh, you know, maybe some Texans defense. I think Dorsett's going to be decently popular simply just because people need salary relief and a $3,600 receiver is real, real nice uh, when there's just no value out there. Uh, moving on to New Orleans and Pittsburgh, you can see we've got Alvin Kamara. I mean, I I think Kamara's an awesome play this week. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, surprisingly, not very owned. I guess it's because he's getting priced up to 6,800. He's finally starting to get priced at the level of talent that he is. And because of that, maybe you cash in on it, right? It's not like he became a different receiver simply just because his price went up. He's still an elite-type talent in the NFL. So in this one, that's a nice little correlation play. I will warn you that uh, 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 is a little expensive, but maybe you go, uh, you know, go hope that it's not Taysom Hill week, and then you go run an Andy Dalton with that, and now you have a stack that nobody's running, right? And you run it back with uh, Deontay Johnson or somebody like that. Just to consider, but I would worry a 40-point total. Both these teams play slow. It's going to get a little sloggy. It's in Pittsburgh. Um, this isn't a real stackable game, right? If I'm stacking in this game, I'm probably just running a three-person stack and getting on. Let's get to probably the chalkiest game, but probably my favorite game at the same time. If I'm going to get off Detroit and Chicago, uh, I, I feel like if I'm going to fade that chalk, i got to eat this chalk, right? Because there's really only three appetizing games, the Detroit-Chicago game, the Cleveland-Miami, and then this Jacksonville-Kansas City game. The line is 10 points, right? So there is a chance. There is a blowout potential. But even in a blowout potential, that's probably a good thing for Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. Uh, they could still get there, right? Uh, Kirk, Zay Jones is one of the best values on here. And now instead of just playing a one-off Zay Jones, which is never really a smart move, but a correlated or a stack Zay Jones, that makes way more sense, right? If you want to run him a home stack, Zay Jones is a very logical run back, and he'll help make that lineup work, right? But I think the better play, if you want to get in this game and get in it in a way that not everybody's doing, go run the Trevor Lawrence stack, right? Go run different variations of it, and then you've got Juju and you have Travis Kelsey to run it back with. Super appealing right there. I will definitely be getting in this game. I don't know if I'm just going to play some correlated pieces or if I'm going to make it my single stack, but if I'm going to fade these other two chalky games, I probably am going to get in here. But once again, that's up to you. Pick your stack. Pick your correlations, but don't play every chalky game. Find some find some ways to get in there, get different than everybody else. Man, Denver, Tennessee, some great pieces, right? Like they, we got some NFL stars, or at least people uh, people we thought were going to be stars this year. But thirty eight and a half point total—that's about as low as you ever see in the NFL, right? That is a slog. And as you can see, the optimizer basically says uh, you should play Derrick Henry, Greg Dolchitz, or Jerry Judy. Those are the only three worth considering. But I do want to put Cortland Sutton. I know he's been horrific this year, but like he's still Cortland Sutton. He's a good receiver, and maybe, maybe, just maybe Denver will realize they should get him the damn ball. So if, if you play Dolchich, Duty, and Sutton, I don't like any of those two together, but I think picking one of those three pieces, one of them is probably going to get there in this game. They, are, uh, they have very concentrated usage there in Denver, and one of these three guys at that price tag will definitely pay it off at a very nice rate. I know Russell Wilson sucks, but like he'll get one of them there. So I would pick one of these three, and if you love Derrick Henry, he, that makes a lot of sense to run one of these three back against Derrick Henry. It's a perfect correlation play. Plus, this is a game that everybody's just going to fade because of that total. I wouldn't run a stack in it, but I definitely don't mind getting a little correlation in there, especially with how cheap some of these Denver pieces have gotten because they've looked like hot fucking garbage this year. Only three games in the afternoon slate, uh, Indianapolis and Las Vegas. Uh, 
it looks like our boy Jonathan Taylor is going to be back, but like our, uh, he just seems broken. Maybe the Colts are broken. Maybe the new interim coach will be like our Jeff Saturday, uh, even though he's going to be coaching on Sunday. We'll say, hey, it's time to get Zach Taylor going. He is a former offensive lineman. If there's ever a narrative where Jonathan Taylor is going to get 25 touches, it would probably be this week. <sighs> the Raiders, as you can see, the optimizer loves all things Raiders except their quarterback, and the problem is the quarterback's the guy that has to give everybody the ball. So when he sucks, it makes it hard to play the rest of them. However, if this game could sneaky shoot out, and the Raiders have been in multiple shootouts this year, a Derek Carr stack with a Michael Pittman or a Jonathan Taylor runback is the sneakiest uh, stack on the slate. It is. Plus, the good thing about the Raiders is they're highly concentrated. Now that uh, now that we got a, a, a Hunter Renfro out, you know that Devontae Adams and Matt Collins are going to get all of the targets at wide receiver. Foster Moreau, now that we know Waller's out with the aggravated hamstring, is going to get all the touches at tight end. So that actually makes this a really appealing stack just because nobody's going to own it. The Raiders do have a propensity to, to have games where they blow up and the, the, as bad as the Colts have been, they do have some like elite talent that you could run it back with in Pittman and Taylor. Okay, I know they still got Sam Ellinger, but maybe he remembers. You know, uh, he's he doesn't suck. No, he does suck. He'll, he, I guess you can't forget when you suck. Arizona and the Rams. This used to be like this would have been like a mega chalk game for like the past four years, right? But tomorrow, nobody wants to touch this game because a forty point total is disgusting. It does appear as though Matthew Stafford is going to be out, so they're going to go to the. Wolford, I believe is how you say it. Uh, uh, John Wolford, who the optimizer actually loves. And at 4,900, always viable. Uh, he is at home. He does have Cooper Cup to throw it to. So that's always nice. That's a good start, right? Plus, if you have John Wolford, you can easily get Cooper Cup in your lineup. But to me, that's more of a cash play. I feel like this game, uh, just Arizona every week, I'm like, ooh, they could shoot out. And like, how many weeks in a row have I said that? They just never get there. They never get there. Um, I don't think Kyler's broken. I think it's just the team's broken, which is a reflection on Cle Cliff Kingsbury. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has been really nice, but now that he's getting priced up to 8000 I just, I don't know. I don't know if I want to pay $8,000 for a guy in a game with a 40-point total, right? Um, so, uh, but I will say, he is a very logical run back if you start with Wolford, because then, you know, you can afford Cup and Hopkins in a lineup if you start with Wolford, and it's going to be a stack that not many people are going to have. And then lastly, we've got Dallas and Green Bay. Jesus, it does look like uh, 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 Zeke is going to be back. So Tony Pollard is an, an obvious smash play where he'll be, what, 65 points on 65% uh, ownership, I believe is what he got. Um, you know, this is just another one of those games, a relatively low total. They're going to be playing on the frozen tundra. Uh, Aaron Rodgers seems to suck this year. Dak has not looked 100% since he's gotten back. Uh Man, look at that. The optimizer does not love Dak this week. Andy 6,600. You know, if I'm playing anybody, it does seem as though Alan Lazard has kind of established himself as the number one receiver there. Uh, it, he is getting the most targets over these games. So at 6,100, I guess he makes sense. But, man, I, I I don't know if I want to play a naked Lazard. I'd much rather play him in a stack. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm not playing Aaron fucking Rodgers stacks. Get, get out of here. Get out of here with that. So because of that, that makes this game very unappealing. You know, I, I I might go just go grab like a naked Robert Tanyan because there's just not a lot of great value this week at tight end. As you can see, the optimizer thinks that the best tight end play this week is Travis Kelsey. No surprise. Foster Monroe is really nice. Greg Dolchitz. Those are your top three by a mile. Uh, just if, in case you want to see your top ones, your top wide receivers are Cup, Cooper, Amon Ra. No, so really, those three really good receivers are up there. What a surprise. Uh, optimizers for running back. ETN, Pierce, Barkley. Uh oh, but if you, but here's what really matters. Go look at leverage. Nick Chubb, look at that leverage. 
because no one's going to play Nick Chubb. And then lastly, who's the quarterbacks that are going to be up there? Justin Fields, Case Keenum. The optimizer loves them. Of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to I'm gonna give you Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr, someone different to think about. That breaks down the slate, guys. These have been my final thoughts. Hey, I, I do all of this for my Discord. We do a, I'll be doing a live stream tomorrow. I give them the Rosetta Stone. Uh, if, if you don't know what that is, you definitely want to come check it out. Go check out my Patreon, which will get you on the Discord. And also, go give me a follow on Twitter. If you don't know, I'll never big dog you. If you want to reach out with a question, I'll always respond. I'm not one of those guys that takes myself too serious and thinks I'm above responding. I appreciate every single one of you that watch and help me grow the channel. Don't forget to leave a comment to get in that multiple $100 drawings next week. Uh, I hope you kick some ass tomorrow. I hope you come check out my content. But most of all, I hope you enjoy my outro, you motherfucker. <laughs>